This is Age of Treason Radio. On the White Network. Daddy always smiled, took me by the hand, saying someday you'll understand. Well, I'm here to tell you now that you're never mother's son. You better like it fast, you better like it young, cause someday it never comes. With your host, Tan Stoffel. My mistake. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I'm going to talk about my most recent mistake this time. But first, I'd like to talk about something I wasn't mistaken about, and that is starting the White Network and the spirit in which it was started. And that's described on the About page for the White Network. That really embodies what I was trying to accomplish here, besides giving Carolyn Yeager a platform to speak which I thought fell within the purview of what the about box was. But it's what's in this about page that really is what's important to me. And I've, uh, I've tried to remain faithful to it. I've tried to uh, work, and I didn't find it constraining at all to, to work within these guidelines and, and this essence. The White Network is about we must secure the existence of our people in a future for white children. That's David Lane's 14 words. Our mission is to build group consciousness, solidarity, and pride among white Americans. One way we do this is by educating our listeners in real history, the history of the amazing achievements of whites as a race, but also our mistakes and the crimes committed against us. We encourage whites to be more aware of and assertive about our interest as a group to speak out and answer slurs and attacks directed against us and our white heroes. That's what I'm doing this time. We recognize that different races and ethnic groups cannot live together in peace on the same soil, that whites cannot and should not tolerate being governed by non-whites. As white Americans, we affirm our European heritage and common cause with our European cousins everywhere. Jews are not white. They are obsessed with their own group's best interests, not ours. Our network is and will always remain by, for, and about the best interests of whites and only whites. We are uncompromising on this point. We do not hesitate to identify and criticize Jews and will not allow them to hide amongst us. Now, I read this because it needs to be reiterated because Carolyn Yeager has forgotten all about this page, apparently doesn't think that this is important and isn't guided by the spirit of captured in that brief statement. Now you can see there where educating our listeners in real history is where her niche was. That's her specialty was talking about World War II history and Holocaust and trying to get the record straight there. And that's what I admired about what she was doing. That's what I wish she could have continued doing, but what she has done is over time become a runner down of whites 
and most lately white nationalists, the leadership of whites, and trashing the other goal, the more important goal behind the white network. Now, I'm triggered to say this by the two-hour show she did this past Saturday on Carolyn uh, Saturday afternoon with Carolyn, white nationalism, Eurasianism, and the future of Europe, but also with some comments that she made in previous uh, program pages for Hitler's Table Talk, the uh, new show that she's recently started with Ray Goodwin. I'll link all that in the program page so people can see the roots of what I'm talking about here and what I'm responding to. I think her attitude that's laid pretty bare in that two hours is a couple of words come to mind. Ignorant, confused, and hostile. She apparently has realized for a long time this has been brewing in her head that there was trouble somehow. She had this conflict in her mind, and I'll get more into that conflict toward the end here. But, uh, you know, she says it, but at the same time, she's also really doesn't understand what it is about whiteness or white nationalism that she doesn't like. She knows she doesn't like it. She sees it's getting in the way of what she wants to do. Uh, and that's why she's decided to attack white nationalism. And she's attacking what she sees as constraints on herself, the white PC and all of that. So, you know, the definition of white and white nationalism has to go uh, because it's in her way. It reflects a wrong attitude an attitude contradictory to what the white network was started to promote. And if she thinks that's rah-rah, well, goodbye. You're off the cheer squad. Uh, it's not rah-rah. Her attitude is the opposite. It's this Debbie Downer uh, negative tearing down type of attitude. You don't need somebody tearing down what you're trying to build up. If you read that about page, it's about building up, building consciousness, building pride. You don't do that by bashing and trashing your heroes. So she had to learn what white means and what white nationalism means. She didn't know. And she didn't offer any of, if she did know, she didn't, in her show, she didn't offer any of her own opinion. She read other people's opinion. It reflects the fact that she hasn't really thought about what white is. She's been, pro, she's been making programs at the white network under this about page for the last almost two years and hasn't really thought about what white is, what it means to her. Only now is she curious about that. And where does she go? She could have gone to the white network. I'll provide some links explaining what white is, that we're not all the same. Where did we come from? Uh, I'll provide links to that. She could have gotten them from the white network if she had only been paying attention to what was actually going on at the white network. But instead, she went to hostile sources and read them uncritically. I mean, you can go to Wikipedia, as she did, for information, but you have to understand where it's coming from and read between the lines. Read it sympathetically. She didn't. She was looking for a hostile attitude, and that's what she got and spent a good deal of time just reading Wikipedia, the Jewish version of white nationalism, verbatim. And it's, you know, it demonstrated, I thought, that particular thing was the confusion between the words for things and the things themselves. For instance, white. White as a word didn't pop up until 
the mid 1600s or so, I think was the first reference I've ever found to it. And as she said, by the middle, by the 18th century, it was in common use politically. But that doesn't mean that whites popped into existence at that time. You can trace the white history, the history of Europe way back, even before the word Europe existed. White people existed. They're older than the nations are themselves. The white race is older than the subdivisions within it. This is elementary stuff, but this is not the kind of stuff that you'll hear from the Jews. What you'll hear is a negative attitude from Wikipedia. And that's, you know, this idea that I'm describing. This is what white nationalism is. It's a realization that we are distinct. We are different from each other. We have national and ethnic, religious and, and linguistic um, differences between us, cultural differences. But we also come from the same stock. We are part of the same family. It's like any family. You have brothers. You have cousins. You have grandparents. You don't have to live in the same house with each other. And then she cites this other site, the European Knights Project. And even she realized, and this is where the conflict in her mind, again, comes to the surface. She's not even sure who this guy is or what he stands for. You can read on his own page. You, it's, you can tell immediately he doesn't know what he stands for. He says he's National Socialist and he's also anti-National Socialist. Right on the same page. It's it's bizarre. That should be a clue that this guy is just nonsense, that he's not thinking straight. But Carolyn's not thinking straight. All she knows is this page bashes white nationalism, says it's bad. The reasons that it says it's bad don't make sense, but – it says it's bad, and it says it's bad because it's Jewish. And that's her position. That's what she started saying in this Hitler's table talk thing. So this is her support. This is her evidence now supporting her argument that white nationalism is Jewish, or it's a tool of the Jews, could be used as a tool of the Jews. Despite all of the – even the Wikipedia explanation of what white nationalism is, is anti-Jewish. And the, the really big thing that sticks out is how she read all that stuff about how um, white nationalism sprang up solely as a response to immigration. It didn't really, but the, the most recent has because we've lost control of our governments now. And now what the term white nationalism came about because we lost control of our governments. And so the opposition to that, the white opposition to that is called white nationalism. We want control back. Who do we want control back from? The Jews. We're anti-Jewish. That's the essence of it. There are some people, some white nationalists like Jared Taylor is one I could think of. That would be a valid criticism, you know, to say, White nationalism is bad because it, it lets people like Jared Taylor call himself a white nationalist. You know, you can't help, you can't prevent people from calling themselves white nationalists because we don't have control over the government. We don't have political control. We can't police those things. That's just the way things are. And saying that as a failure of white nationalism, that really isn't helpful. It, it's just, it reflects a negative attitude. It's running down white nationalism. That's all it's doing. So she's, you know, the confusion in her mind, in her own mind about linking this European Knights thing is that as she says it, you know, she's not sure about it, but she's going to link it. She wants to pick and choose some of the things from it, even though she's criticized other people before for picking and choosing this or that from somebody, what they like and what they don't like. And in this case, as I said, she overlooks even the National Socialist 
the contradictory message on national socialism that this guy has. But she wants to use it to make her argument, and she wants to shield herself and provide evidence for what she's already said. But but you know this isn't her words, and she's kind of so she's of two minds there. She wants to say it, she wants it said, and she supports it. She thinks it's a good idea, but she doesn't want it to be connected to herself. That's a really dishonest way of arguing. I almost thought that this was an April Fool's joke. It was so bizarre and so confused and um, the argument was so poorly conceived and, and poorly thought out and conflicting that this must be some trolling. Maybe she's just trying to get a reaction. I think that's part of it. I think and she hinted at that. She thought, you know, I'm, this may generate some uh, you know, anger. I, she knew she was going to make me angry uh, because we've talked about stuff like this leading up to this uh, privately. And uh, I know she doesn't want to name me and she doesn't want to confront me directly. So she talks about white nationalists in general. And, and one of the white nationalists she's thinking of is me because I identify as a white nationalist. I think positively about white nationalism. And so I take this kind of personally. And uh, she's going to say back to that, she has said in private conversation that I'm paranoid that I think she's talking about me. Uh, so that's her excuse there. That's going to be how she tries to turn it around. It's concern trolling, really, is a lot of what she's doing. Uh, this this purely negative stuff that she says is, is like what a concern troll does. Oh, they, I have this concern. I'm on your side. I love the white race. I support white nationalists. But I'm just going to ask some questions here because I'm not sure. It's uh, I'm not fooled by it. That's what it is. It's concern trolling. And one of the signs of that is these generic negative arguments that she makes that could apply to almost anything or easily mapped to other things that she could be equally concerned about. But she doesn't express those kind of concerns about those other things. And she provides no real evidence or examples of what she talks about in a lot of cases. It's just generic out of the blue. You know, she's talking about who knows who exactly when she talks about white nationalists. And a lot of times she doesn't even mention white nationalists. It's just because it's in this context that you're supposed to make the association. You know, she talks about how she doesn't think happy talk is good, you know, just saying positive things for the sake of being positive. But as I said, she's just doing the opposite. She's trashing. Uh, she mentions the phrase cop out right at the beginning. And boy, did that bother me. That's an example of one of these generic negative arguments that just saying you're an ex, that means you don't have to do anything. It's a cop out. Really? Is the same thing true of German nationalists? I'm a German nationalist. Oh, that's just a cop out. That means you don't have to do anything now. I'm a host on the, the white network. That's just a cop out. You don't have to do anything. It's an excuse. You know, that's nonsense, really. I mean, because it applies to a lot of things. It doesn't just apply to white nationalists. A white nationalist, a white nationalist who just says they're a white nationalist but doesn't do anymore. Well, first of all, they have taken an important step. If they think about what white nationalism actually is and they decide that's what I am and they talk to their friends about it, thinking and talking are the first things you need to do to, to do real action, to have intelligent action that's actually guided intelligently. Instead of just acting out like Carolyn did on Saturday, talking for two hours about a subject that she really doesn't understand. She just knows she doesn't like it. 
A cop-out is taking the easy way out, and that's the easy way out, is bashing something you don't even really understand. You don't want to take the effort to understand it. And uh, white nationalism isn't making any progress. Is contradicted several times during her two hours when she talks about how it's actually growing in popularity amongst European nationalists. European nationalists are beginning to realize, hey, we're not just individual boxes independent of each other that should be fighting amongst each other. We have something in common with each other. And she even acknowledges when she's talking about the European Knights Project that the European that the these European nationalists who are also white nationalists also recognize that they are separate countries and they want to stay separate countries, that the nations are precious to them. So the idea that white nationalism, and, and this came up, this was one of the strongest ideas, that, that white nationalism, I think I started to talk about this and didn't finish the thought, uh, is described by Wikipedia and is thought of by European nationalists who call themselves white nationalists as well as anti-immigration. But the European Nice Project says it's pro-immigration. It's going to open all the borders. That's what white nationalism is going to do because it's Jewish. It's a tool of the Jews. It's just uh, bizarre. What's the evidence for that? No evidence whatsoever. It's just an assertion. But Carolyn likes that and reads that and thinks that's a good idea because she doesn't like white nationalism. And uh, white nationalism isn't making any progress, but she's afraid, actually, of how much progress it's making. She just she thinks it's bad. She doesn't want it because then she won't be able to talk about what she wants to talk about. She says, where's the rule book for white nationalism? Well, where's the rule book for German nationalism? Where's the rule book for any nationalism? It's a generic concept. There is no set rule book, you know, and actually there is a guiding principle. The 14 words is the guiding principle. I would say that that it came into existence relatively recently, but that is what is a crystallized form of what white nationalism means. We must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. It doesn't really matter how you define white. That's the beauty of that statement is it, it fits. You know, it grows and shrinks to fit your definition of Europe and white. It isn't a pretense that all white people are equal. It just recognizes that we're white and that means we're different than the other people who aren't white. In that sense, it's a binary thing. But it doesn't imply that within white that we're all the same and we all need to get together and mix. We all need to make one big country where we uh, all move around freely like uh, commies, like uh, Zionist Jews want, as the European Knights Project says. She makes straw man arguments, basically. You know, the essence of her argument against white nationalism is to distort and exaggerate and make it something that it isn't and then, you know, attack that. And the meanwhile, she's describing what it actually is, as I said, when she describes European white nationalists, European nationalists who are also white nationalists, see themselves within that superstructure. Um, that she says she likes. She likes white nationalism. She just doesn't want to call it white nationalism. And it's not really that about white nationalism that gets in the way, I think, of her. It's white. It's this idea, her own sort of cartoonish idea of what white nationalism is that gets in the way. It's our about page, really, our 14 words um, that gets in the way of what she wants to do. Uh, some examples of how she exaggerates she's, and, and how some of her own criticism applies very well to herself. That white nationalists are too focused elsewhere 
on international events, things that are happening in other countries. And that's distracting and that's holding back white nationalism. You know, here's a, again another conflict in her mind. She's worried about what's holding back white nationalism, supposedly. It's the concern troll thing. But she's not a white nationalist and she doesn't like white nationalism. She doesn't want to call herself a white nationalist. So she hasn't, she, she can't make up her mind what she is. She says it's uh, distracting and unproductive to be looking at other countries. Well, who does that? Carolyn Yeager does that. Carolyn Yeager is constantly reporting on what's going on in European nationalism rather than being worried about what's going on in her own community and her own society being active locally. She's producing five hours of, of shows uh, every week and uh, she's done a great job of that. But what's it focused on? It's focused on the past and history in Europe now, especially uh, with Hitler's table talk. And that's part of the problem here. And, uh, the other two shows that she does are also very heavily skewed toward looking at Europe and and doing all the things that she says that white nationalists do, and she thinks is bad about what white nationalisms, what white nationalists do. I'm a white nationalist. I enjoy those reports on what's going on in Europe. I don't get too wrapped up in it because I am concerned about what's going on here in my own country and doing something about it. And that's what I focus on. That's what I talk about. And it, being concerned about what's going on in Europe doesn't keep me from doing what I'm doing here. You can see her concern with internationalism, the way she ties white nationalism together with this Eurasian thing. You know, Eurasian, that's enough for me. It's not white. It's not white nationalism, but she attributes it to white nationalism. It's just another thing. Jobbik, uh, Jobbik and, and uh, Russian nationalism are actually Eurasianist. And so that's another reason that white nationalism is bad. No, it's they're not white nationalists then. Uh, but she just wants to blame or, or uh, find fault with, with white nationalism. So she'll even throw in things that white nationalism isn't and criticize them. Um, who actually is, in a lot of this, who actually advocates the things that she's being critical of? That's the key to noticing, you know, that she's criticizing white nationalists. But who exactly? Carolyn Yeager and what she's doing? Yabik and other Eurasianists? Uh, random Trolls off the internet, anonymous people. She has no idea who they are or what they're up to. Uh, and one of the elements that she gets into is her resentment toward men and men being in total control. And that's in the second hour she talks about that. And that apparently is triggered a lot by comments that she gets. And she really can't stand these negative comments that she sees from who knows who on the internet. Uh, I don't know what to say about that except that it reflects this sort of feminist idea and she talks about herself as a woman i think this or that you know i think that's not thinking of the race that's not thinking of your people as a whole it's thinking of yourself as a woman she says that this idea of total control of men which is a straw man really of what traditional when when men say they want a traditional marriage and some of them go off and and to find that traditional marriage they go and they marry an asian woman the mistake there is not that they make feminists mad or that they make Carolyn Yeager mad. It's that what they're doing is bad for their race. But you can see the impulse that drives them that way is a healthy impulse in that they want a family and they want to raise a family. And that's what men and women, that's a joint project that we have together. And when it doesn't happen, it's both our faults. Men pointing fingers at women and blaming women for being sluts or whatever the, the problem is with women today or vice versa, is bad for the race because it keeps us at odds with each other instead of joining uh, together to do what's good for our race. 
Carolyn says several times, and she's conflicted on this too. This is another example of the conflict in her mind. She wants a conversation. She wants to start a dialogue, but she doesn't really want to talk about this. She wants to say what she wants to say, but she doesn't really want to hear from anybody else. And she definitely doesn't want to discuss it. She doesn't believe in it. She says she's just questioning it, but she doesn't believe it. And that's what she's talking about when she talks about this white PCs, white political correctness. In my mind, when she's complaining about that, she's complaining about the constraint that she knows it's some part of her brain, that that about box, what the purpose of the white network was, that that's a constraint. She sees that as white PC, and she associates that with me. That's not paranoia. In one of our exchanges in these Hitler Table Talks pages, she actually said it, that my asking her what she meant by white nationalism and the fact that she seemed to be trashing the term without even defining it. And I wanted to know what she was trashing exactly because I thought she was trashing white people. I thought what I've laid out here, which has become my fears have, have been confirmed now by what she did in that two hours on Saturday. Uh, I asked and just asking was her bristling at uh, and accusing me of trying to silence her with PC. Well, you know what happened actually is I've enabled her for these past two years to say whatever she wants. And now that I, I see it's in conflict and now there's uh, yes, there is going to be some, uh, there's going to be an end to this. Now I think that the, what she's struggling against, she's, she's not honest really about what it is that's really causing her to do what she does. But I think I can tell because it has, it, it, it's about, her people and who she considers the real heroes. She doesn't consider people like David Lane or William Pierce uh, heroes to be defended. She certainly doesn't consider David Duke a hero to be defended. She hates David Duke. Uh, so, you know, she, you notice she skittered right over David Duke. You know, he's one of our white nationalist heroes uh, and and uh, one of the grandfathers of white nationalism. Skipped right over him because um, she, she doesn't like him. Uh, her heroes are national socialists in Germany. And I don't blame her for that. I don't falter. I see it even that's a subset of the white race. And so by all means, let's talk about that and let's talk about it honestly. And she's done that very well. But this Hitler's table talk thing has really uh, triggered a, a, a problem because this is what's triggered the conflict. She's reading this stuff and she sees Hitler really wasn't a white nationalist. Hitler really didn't. I mean, he cared about Europe and he wanted to lead Europe. But he thought to do so, he needed to conquer these other people and tell them what to do. It wasn't entire. I mean, I in one of these recent episodes, he's talking about how Sweden, if Sweden doesn't want to sell us the stuff we need, well, we'll just have to get it somewhere else. That doesn't reflect an idea, you know, a notion of conquering everybody. He wasn't out to conquer everybody, but he certainly was out to conquer the Slavs. And uh, Carolyn doesn't like the Slavs. And I think that this is the root of the problem is she... She sees this white thing as being too broad and including potentially the Slavs and therefore white nationalism and 14 words gets in the way. It's too wishy-washy anyway. You know, what she really cares about is this much more specific thing. 1933, 1945, National Socialist Germans. Those are her heroes. That's who she wants to defend. And everybody else can, you know, be criticized. Everybody else must be wrong, including any other white people who come into conflict with her heroes and her the period of time she cares about. And in fact, white people, white nationalism, our about page, 14 words, all that gets in the way, and therefore it's got to go. 
what she did and the way she did it was dishonest, you know, claiming that she's actually a supporter of white nationalists, but she's got all this bile to vent at white nationalists. She doesn't mention the about page, even though it's right. It's been there all along. She had a hand in creating it. She agreed to it. But it's clear to me from what she's done and what she's said that she doesn't actually believe in it. She sees it as an obstacle. I've tried to talk to her about it in private conversation on Saturday, and she evades and she distracts and she tries to throw it back onto me. You know, you're paranoid. Uh, she's not really interested in talking about it. And I'm not interested in telling her what she should say. She's free to go wherever she wants and say whatever she wants. She can go to the uh, European Knights Project and maybe do a radio program with them. But bashing whites and white nationalists is not what the white network is for. That's not what I started it for. That's not what I'm going to help it continue to do. So uh, what to do from here? I don't have total control of the white network. I can't really control it. It's done, and I'm done with it.